Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Every kid would start asking for their own phone from the moment they can talk, right? So when is it okay to say, all right, you can have one? It it totally depends on the kid. I mean, for Jacob wasn't really ready. Uh, He got his uh, last Christmas, so... He was, yeah, I, I know I was able to put it off until that's 17. You're lucky. Well, he yeah. had, he had, I know I'm very, in so many ways, but the, uh, he had an iPod and he would text message and, and same thing with his iPad, but he never talked on the phone, you know, so until about a year ago. So that's when we it's hooked kind, him up. It's kind of weird to look at this because if I was a teenager, take, let's go back to my time. I would, this question wouldn't be. Are you getting a smartphone? It would be what age are you getting a computer? Yeah. Because there's a difference between a smartphone and a phone. Yeah, but I yeah. know some 10-year-olds that have cell phones. Me and, too. And I'm like, I, as a parent, just feel like that's really young. Uh, but at the same time, I want to be able to get a hold of them. Is that what Why it's don't a- I already know where they are? <laughs> you yeah, know? when they're that age. <laughs> yeah. Is it the phone part, though, that you want them to have? Or is it the, like... I have a smartphone and I use the actual phone portion of it probably mm-hmm. the least. Right. Because I have the internet and I have apps and I got social media and I got, you know, all this other stuff. So do you want them to have phone communication or do you want them to have the entire internet at Web their fingertips? capability, yeah. <laughs> with okay. a camera and all this other stuff. Mm. And in this day and age, they are pretty much one and the same. According to this survey, most people think the right age for a kid to get their own smartphone is between 12 and 16. But a very small percentage of people, 4%, do think that kids should get a phone before they turn 10. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Well, then they can work, too, then. They can get a job. (laughs) At 10? Absolutely. What grade are you in? 10 and younger. Third or fourth? Third shift. Third shift factory jobs. (sighs) 8% 8% think it shouldn't be until they turn 18. Yes, that's those are my people. Or even later. <laughs> you're not getting one until you're 18, Penelope. Do you hear me? <laughs> there you go. Mm. Uh, let's talk about college here for a second. There are tons of kids starting college right now. A lot of them are trying to figure out what to major in if they don't already know. This might help them if they want to make money someday, which is helpful. The website Bankrate, 
Bankrate.com, they just released 162 different college majors from the most valuable from an economic standpoint to the least. Again, this is mainly based on the average income, but also on the lowest unemployment rate and the potential to get an advanced degree. So, the five most valuable majors are... Naval Architecture and Marine Engineering. Wow. That one sounds hard. Naval Architecture (laughs) and Marine Engineering. That's number one. Nuclear Engineering. Pharmacy Sciences. Genetics. And Electrical Engineering. All of those degrees have resulted in average incomes over $85,000 a year and an unemployment rate under 3%. The five least valuable majors when <laughs> translated to average income and unemployment. Uh-oh. Drama and theater arts. It's tough to be an actor. It's tough it's to be just, in yeah. show business. I heard it's getting better, though, with all this influx of people like really wanting original programming. From like Netflix. Oh, with all the streaming services. Yeah, there's opportunities. A lot more acting opportunities because there's a thirst for so much more content. So I suppose, in one sense, that's good. Mm -hmm. It's just not steady work. Right. You can't guarantee it. Visual and performing arts is also on that list. Composition and rhetoric. Linguistics and Comparative Language and Literature and Fine Arts. Not that they aren't worthy pursuits, but all of them translate to an average income under $40,000 and an unemployment rate topping 5.2%. So you better be, if if those are your... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In the majors you're choosing, you better be really passionate about it and okay with not better making a ton sure of money you, doing you, it. Yeah, you really yeah. love it. You're not doing it for the money. You're yeah. doing it because you're passionate about it. All right. So when you do finally make it into the workplace, the overwhelming majority of businesses don't make people dress up anymore. There might be some basic minimum dress codes, but according to this survey, 26% of people work somewhere that is considered business casual. About a third work somewhere that's considered just casual, and 20% work at some place with zero dress code at all. That I it, wonder what would happen here if there was zero dress code. What would we see? I think, I think shorts, see a lot of t-shirts, t-shirts, yeah, yeah. Sweats. Right. t-shirts and sweats. I oh, think would yeah. be as bad as it got. I don't think. I don't know though. Do you think people would pull out their midriff? Like you know, there right might now be you have a to couple. Have your stomach there would covered. be a couple. Sure, there'd be a couple. Oh yeah. 
I mean, we didn't have a dress code at the last place we worked. No. And I don't remember anybody being wildly inappropriate. I know other people that work in radio stations that don't have dress coats, and they wear, like, a lot of sweatpants and T-shirts. I would be in a tank, <laughs> a tank top or hoodie and some sweatshorts every morning. Yeah. I think the sweatpants. So I've been selected as part of this corporate, you guys know, this corporate conference thing that I'm going to be part it's of this next year. It's an honor to represent it is. this building. And they sent an email last mm-hmm. week of the itinerary. Oh, and that's right. You got to oh, get dressed dr- up. <laughs> on Monday, I remember that. there's business casual. On Tuesday and Wednesday, <laughs> dinners are business casual. Jeans are okay. During the sessions, business attire. And then during this awards dinner, business attire. I, I don't know what any of that is. You need well, a suit. Luckily, yeah, Can I you're put gonna that have all to... in my carry-on bag? No. Do you have a suit? I have two. Okay, there you that's go. great. Yeah, now fine. we just need a pat, you know, way for you so to... So is a suit business casual or is it no, business? No, business, business attire is a suit. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to have to tie a tie? One Can make tie. that happen. But I think if you wear like jeans with a like a jacket, like a suit jacket, that could be considered business casual for some of your dinners. You own any khakis? Yes. <laughs> How about footwear? What do we got going on there with footwear? Sure. I got You've a pair got of, it. You I got a it? pair of Dexters somewhere. <laughs> if you're comfortable in the clothes and if you look good, you know, you may feel empowered. They say that people who Dress nice are more influential. They're taken more seriously. They bring a certain weight of credibility with them. But is it possible to dress too casually for those places that don't really have a dress code? Well, they ask people what should be considered still off limits. And this isn't just managers. This is just people who actually work in the workplace. And they said ripped jeans, unnecessary and over the line. 73% of workers agree with that. Leggings, same thing. 56% of workers ah, said uh, leggings just don't look good ah. and aren't appropriate for the workplace. High heels over three inches, 50%. Open-toed shoes, 40%. And 38% of people under the age of 35 say they've been pulled aside and asked to dress more professionally. Mm. Having said that, Let's talk about what we do when we're not in the workplace. We go home, we're left to our own devices, figuring out what we're going to eat. Do millennials spend more on groceries or eating out at restaurants? The answer might surprise you. No, it's actually groceries. Really? I would have totally said restaurants. I would have too. Or like DoorDash. (laughs) Is that a restaurant? Yeah, well, it's close. The average millennial spends $187 on groceries a month. And one hundred thirty nine dollars at restaurants, including DoorDash. Take oh, there out, you go. Yeah, yeah. So that's a difference of twenty nine percent less than they spend on groceries. It also finds the average millennial spends one hundred eighty three hours a year picking out or buying food, compared to one hundred sixty hours deciding on restaurants. So, just some interesting little food stats there. The average millennial eats out 90 times per year, so that's an average of 1.7 times a week. That's about right. Don't you feel like, I feel like we eat out like once, sometimes twice a week, our family or like me. I feel like I cook once a week. (laughs) You eat out a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's socializing for you. I Mm -hmm. used to be like that too before I had a kid. 
Socializing and lack of the ability to cook on my part. Yeah. <laughs> you can do anything you put your mind to, Jen. You make if a mean I want toast. To, I make yeah. a hell of a toast. Jeff, you haven't you don't eat out as much anymore. Yeah, maybe one point seven times a week. Yeah, once to twice. Yeah. Once to twice. Right. Uh well here's here's an interesting statistic. Fifty seven percent said they currently subscribe to some kind of special diet. The top food-related tweaks that millennials indulge in include either avoiding sugar and carbs or eating more plant-based foods and taking breaks from drinking. About a third of millennials said they're actually trying to cut down on how much meat they consume. My drinking break is from Monday to Thursday. Yeah? Yeah. I usually have a few cocktails on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then you go hog wild? I mean, not hog wild. Let's be honest. My kid gets up between six and seven, so I can't get crazy because she's going to be there. Right. But yeah. Did you see too, Jeff, that KFC has partnered with Beyond Meat to create some um, like chicken nuggets? I did. Plant-based chicken nuggets? Yes. So when I was in Canada... Uh, I couldn't find any Dunkins. Mm-hmm. So I went to their version of Dunkin' while I was in Canada, Tim Hortons. Over to Timmy's right on. <laughs> and Timmy's has got breakfast sandwiches, much like Dunkin'. And they offered uh, like a Beyond Meat. Chicken biscuit? Option of, you know, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits and things like that. Tried it, could not tell the difference. Wow. They've gotten really good at it. Yeah. I've heard that. I actually heard like this KFC, like they put one out, I think, earlier in the year to like test it. And then they pulled it. They have revamped it. And now they're re-releasing it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't identify it as diet food because, you know, these breakfast sandwiches can, depending on That's how big they are. you got to be careful. They, can, <laughs> they can contain as much as 700 calories in some cases. And when you compare the regulars versus... You know, the Beyond Meat, you do shave a couple hundred calories, and that's not nothing. But yeah. you're still consuming anywhere from, depending on the size of the sandwich and what's on it, three to 500 calories per sandwich. Yeah, gluten-free, all-natural, organic doesn't mean calorie-free or healthy. Necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Right, not necessarily. Yeah. But it was good. The only, if I were to nitpick a difference, I would say the Beyond Meat version wasn't as juicy. Mm-hmm. Texture is what they still have a little ways to go on with most of that it's stuff. Like dry. But... And when I say juicy, I mean greasy. It was greasy or wasn't? <laughs> wasn't as oh, greasy. In okay, other words, sorry. as opposed to a sausage patty that was fried, it's got real fat in it versus one that it does have the same taste and it satisfies your craving, that, that savory craving that you have. Mm. But it doesn't have the grease that, let's face it, some yeah. of us actually enjoy consuming. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm going to be in um, Ojai, California next week, and they have just tons of, of restaurants. All downtown Ojai is restaurants that are all organic and natural and and bison burgers. Oh, yeah. Is what, oh, I yeah. love bison. Yeah, me too. It's, it, I will, yeah, I'll be eating all of these salads with these bison on top of it. And I I don't have my head all the way wrapped around that yet quite the whole bison it thing. Does taste Why different? not? I don't know. What is it, it about just, it that you're I don't know. put off by? It's, you know, anything other than beef and chicken and turkey for me is just weird. 
And I well, it's because we don't call beef cow. I know. Maybe that's it. You want a, maybe you know? You want a it, cow sandwich? Yeah. Do you want a mm. cow burger? Uh, I just, I, yeah. You know, someday I will be a vegetarian. I know it's going to happen, but yeah, someday, someday. <laughs> She's been saying it's that for decades. About, well, I'm way back. I'm way back compared to where I used to be when it comes to eating meat. But yeah, bison burger. It's delicious. <laughs> it's really right. good. I think that's exactly it too. Yeah, it's like that cow we, with a mohawk. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> cow with a mohawk. It's really lean, though. It's very lean. It it's is. a little gamey. It's it flavorful. Yeah. It's flavorful, as I like to say. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our phone. Someone posted a list of ways to take better photos with your phone, and we've seen some of them before, uh, but there were a few new ones mixed in. I know that Tim and I both often get compliments whenever we take pictures of someone. Everyone's like, oh, that's a great angle, or that looks really good, or wow, we look fantastic. You really know how to take a picture. Well, we take a lot of them here in this business. You know, there's a lot of social media emphasis in this job, and so we picked up a thing or two. I'm intrigued. What can we learn on this? All right. Here's something I do because of fingerprints, cleaning the lens. Oh, I'll yeah. use my shirt tail to just go over that lens and make sure it's free of fingerprints or anything that's going to make the picture appear cloudy. A lot of people never do that, and even a minor fingerprint smudge can affect the clarity and quality of your photo. Mm, it yeah. takes you a second and a half to just rub it with your shirt in a pinch. Uh, be careful that you don't scratch it if you've got like one of those, um, you know, if you don't have like, if you're not wearing soft cotton or something, maybe a microfiber cloth or sunglasses would be a better idea. Oh, yeah, for sure. I do that every morning right before we do the Facebook Live video because every morning on our Q&A2 Facebook page, we do a Facebook Live video. Right. And every day, because I usually have let my kid like touch the phone in some way, shape, or form, and it's always like... Filmy. Like, <laughs> yes, it's almost like Crud. like foggy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you don't want those light streaks, yeah, that's another thing that'll happen when you don't clean your lens. So anyway, clean your lens. Uh, number two, pay attention to framing. Most Androids and iPhones, they have a grid mode that adds lines to the screen to help you line things up to make sure they're level. And that's actually really helpful so that when you get the photo back and you're looking at it, it doesn't look tilted. Sometimes you can't tell when you're just holding it up. So that grid can come in handy, especially if you're not the greatest photographer in the world. Just go to your camera settings and there should be a button to turn that on and off. Uh, Number three, don't use the digital zoom. Because all that does is crop the image and resize it so the resolution goes down and you always end up with grainier photos when you use the digital zoom. If it's possible, just get closer. Or buy a lens that snaps onto your phone and zooms without messing up image quality. You can actually buy those. They're cheap and they're easy to snap on. Uh, number four, turn your flash off. I never use my flash, ever. It never auto. looks good with a flash. Auto flash. I don't even do auto. It's just really hard to take a good photo with your flash. So look for better lighting instead, or if you're desperate, have someone else light people from the side with their flashlight. Usually makes flash photos look a little bit better. And finally, watch out for cloud storage shenanigans. If you're saving, <clears throat> excuse me. If you're saving photos directly to the cloud, 
here's something a lot of people don't know. In many cases, you're actually storing them at a lower resolution to save space because it's in the cloud. And you got to pay more for storage by using the cloud. So by not storing it in the cloud or automatically saving it to the cloud, you'll actually end up with better photos, better resolution. Something to keep in mind for vacation photos and things like that. So there you go. Just a few tips. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.